The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or the Webster Rockville Ministries, its management, or other host or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented on KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Amanda LaPlante. You are listening to Get Real to Heal on KWRH 92.9 FM. I fought with chronic mental and physical health issues for decades. I was 50 pounds heavier, taking over a dozen medications a day, and had little hope of living a normal life. But by taking an integrative approach, I turned my health around completely, and I believe that you can too. So I'm on a big mission to illuminate the healing potential within us all and the powerful impact that food, lifestyle, and mindset play in our health. Let's empower your inner health detective and learn about root cause approaches to prevention and healing. You know, health is about uh, emotional, spiritual, uh, just so many different levels, right? It's not just the physical. And one thing that has really helped me to turn my health around is getting in touch with my subconscious, my inner self. And one of the great ways to do that, I believe, is through exploring our dreams. And so I'm so excited today to have with me Dr. Laurel Clark. She's a teacher, certified dream dreamologist. That's a big word. I like that. Certified dreamologist, yeah. interfaith minister, counselor, and author. She is a past president of the International Association for the Study of Dreams, a graduate of the College of Metaphysics and the Institute for Dream Studies, and owner of Whole Life Resources. Laurel teaches people how to discover or uncover their purpose in life through meditation, understanding their dreams, and through mindfulness practices practices of concentration and listening. She is the author of Intuitive Dreaming and contributor to the Encyclopedia of Dream of, of Sleep and Dreams, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable, and many, many more. I am so excited to welcome you to the show. Hello. Hi, Amanda. It's great to be here. Oh, great to have you. So as an integrative health coach, um, you know, I, I spend many, many hours a week listening intently to my clients and finding out where they are in their lives and, and helping them to figure out what their next best steps forward are in various different areas of their life and health. Um, one thing that has come up time and time and time again during the past few weeks of this pandemic and quarantine with COVID is that people are having a lot of really strange dreams. And so I'm very excited to pick your brain about this today. And before we do that, it's an interesting field of study that you've entered. How did you get here? You know, that is such an interesting question because I have always been aware of, I guess what I would say is an inner life. I mean, I can remember dreams that I had when I was a child. And like most of us in this country, I wasn't really encouraged to pursue dreams as something serious just because we don't really talk about it much in this culture. Um, and when I started writing my dreams down, it was in college at the uh, encouragement of a friend. I was taking a creative writing class, and I loved the poetry that she wrote. It had really beautiful images. And I wrote poetry also, but at least in my mind, my poetry was kind of brainy and not that interesting. And so I asked her, you know, where do you come up with these great images? And she said, they're from my dreams. So at that time, the only dreams that I remembered were nightmares for the most part. And she was the one who said, if I kept a dream journal, I would remember more of my dreams. And she said, get a journal, put it by your bed and tell yourself, I want to remember my dreams. 
And I said, well, you know, how am I supposed to write them down if I don't remember them? And she said, just by putting that notebook there and telling yourself you want to, you'll be surprised. You'll start remembering more. And she was absolutely right. And not too long after that, I was in counseling with a social worker who, fortunately for me, had a background in dreams because a lot of counselors don't. And so she worked with me with some of the dreams, and it was just so illuminating. And then when I discovered the School of Metaphysics, the first night of class, that was part of what we began to learn was how to interpret dreams. So I've been doing it now for over 40 years. Wow. It's it's just fascinating. I'd love to later in the show, you know, I want I want to get to some of the meat of what we talked about talking about first. But later mm-hmm. in the show, I'd love to pick your brain about an interesting uh, thing that happened to me with dreams years and years ago that I'm still trying to figure out. Um, yeah. All right. So let's dive in, though. You know, why are dreams important in the first place? So as you were saying in the introduction, in order for people to be healthy, it's important to be aware that there is an inner mind, subconscious mind, soul, people use different words to describe it, as well as our conscious waking mind and physical body. And I think what many people don't realize, although most people have some experience with it, is that dreams are real experiences. They're not physical experiences, but they're real. So if someone has... um, A dream, for example, of a person who's died who comes to visit them in the dream. It's called a visitation. They know absolutely, without any doubt, that that was an actual visitation. It wasn't just their imagination, you know, wishful thinking that the person was still around. Or if anyone, child or adult, has a nightmare, a scary dream, and whatever it is, they're, you know, being chased, they're... uh, falling off a cliff, whatever the dream is, they wake up, their heart's pounding, they're afraid. And so for someone to say, oh, don't worry about it, it was just a dream, it wasn't real, doesn't really sit right. Because even though maybe you weren't physically being chased by a bear, that experience of fear is very real. So the reason why I think dreams are important is that they open us to the awareness that There is much more to us than the physical body, the brain, the physical experiences. There's a whole realm of spirit, soul, emotion, and that's what the dreams can help us to not only be aware of, but to understand. I I love that, and I love that you talked about, you know, there is a physiological response that is happening. There's there's biochemistry at play whenever we're having Mm -hmm. these dreams. We're feeling those emotions, and it's very real experience. you know, there's some great work out there by uh, folks like Joe Dispenza that, you know, they really talk about, um, you know, that physiological uh, reaction that can go on. For instance, um, you know, you can actually, <laughs> I'm going to fall down a rabbit hole. I'm going to pull myself back here, actually, before <laughs> I even start that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, people being able to train, for instance, by, you know, an athlete, you know, developing muscle memory further by visualizing a course, for instance, is, is a great way mm-hmm. to, but yeah, so talking about what happens in the mind, you know, is, is very much as real as what happens in the physical realm. So I, I love that you say that. And, you know, does everyone dream or, or 
you know, can, and can some people just not remember their dreams? Like, tell us a little bit more about that. My son's a great example of that. He's, he's always saying, mom, I just don't have dreams. And once in a great while, he'll say, you know, I, I actually remember dreaming last night. And I have to say of, you know, the handful of times that I've heard him say that in his life, the majority of them have been in the last few weeks. So, hmm. yeah. Well, I'm not a brain scientist, but the International Association for the Study of Dreams that I've been a member of now since 2008. Some of the members there are brain scientists, and the people who study the brain and what happens neurologically and physiologically say that, yes, everybody dreams. There are things that can interfere with that, like certain medications, um, any mind-altering substance. It could be alcohol, it could be recreational drugs, it could be prescribed drugs, even things like antihistamines. Those can interfere with the dreaming activity, but everybody does dream. It is not uncommon for people not to remember dreams, and there are a lot of reasons for that. Sometimes it's getting awakened by an alarm where it jolts you into waking consciousness. Sometimes it's being told, your dreams aren't real, they're not important. So, you know, when people are so busy with so many things to do, why would they spend time writing down a dream if they think that it doesn't have any meaning and it's not, you know, it's just entertainment. And um, sometimes the people actually do remember dreams when they first awaken, but there's a very short window of time where the dream kind of echoes that if immediately you write it down, you'll remember more of it. But if you start thinking about your day, you get up out of bed, you have a kid or a dog that jumps on your bed and, you know, gets you into your waking consciousness, then the memory kind of flies out the window. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And you know, how do you how do you know? So let's say we, we have had a really intense dream, we wake up, we write it down. How do we know when a dream is, you know, symbolic and when it's literal? That, that's a great question. I would say, and this is my own practice and my own experience, that at one level, all dreams are symbolic, that the people that we dream about are not really other people. They're aspects of ourselves. The things in our dreams symbolize something about ourselves. However, there are some dreams that also have another level, like the visitation dreams, it could be an actual experience with that entity or a precognitive dream, which means we're dreaming about the probable future. And I think the way that people know is from experience. So with myself, for example, I had some precognitive dreams, not life or death type situations, and I didn't know that they were precognitive until after the fact, when I experienced the event in my waking life and realized, wow, this is exactly how I dreamed it, which is what deja vu is. You go through an experience in your waking life, and it seems really familiar. The word deja vu in French means already seen. So it's familiar because we've already seen it in a dream. So one of the benefits of keeping a dream journal is that even if right now I don't know that a dream is precognitive, if I write it down and then tomorrow or next week experience that event, I can look back in my dream notebook and say, wow, I dreamed about this. So I become familiar with my own dreaming process. And through that familiarity, then I can become more aware with myself 
what the quality is in a dream that's more than just symbolic. So I've had some of those precognitive dreams as well. As a matter of fact, strangely enough, (laughs) if you believe in coincidence, last night I was standing in my in my living room. I was actually doing yoga, which is not something that I do as often as I would like. Um, I'll just put it that way. Um, But I was standing there and I looked over. Now we happen to have just gotten a new couch and and a new rug. And I'm in a, a house that we just moved into a few months ago. But it occurred to me as I was doing what I was doing that I had seen exactly this scene uh, at least a year ago in a dream, at least. Um, and it, it kind of kind of stopped me cold. I was like, wow, that's really weird. I hadn't had one of those in a while, but, but they do happen to me occasionally. So wh- what is that? Well, one of the properties of the subconscious mind is that it doesn't have the same constraints of time and space that the conscious mind does. I've heard people say there's no time in dreams, and I don't look at it that way. I do look at it as time is different. So I don't believe that the future is predestined, like there's some life that's planned for us and we're just a puppet going through it. But I do think that the choices that we make and that everybody else is making set up probabilities. So a year ago, whatever was going on with you and your family and whoever else was involved in deciding to move, those thoughts were already in motion. And the house that you moved into, the thoughts and attitudes of the people who were building it or who owned it, they were also in motion. So the lines of probability a year ago were leading toward you being there now. At any point along the way from last year, something different could have happened. You could just have decided at the last minute, you know, we're not ready to move, or the people selling the house could have had a fire and the house wasn't there. So things can change, but there are lines of probability. And in my opinion, one of the reasons we have precognitive dreams is that it can not only help guide us, but help us to become more aware of the fact that we can foresee probable future things that can help us make better choices rather than saying, you know, if it's to be, it's to be. I don't think that that's always true. I think that there's an important function to the choices that we make. Uh, yeah. And I feel like in those moments, it, it sometimes it just feels like confirmation that I'm on the right path. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it, it, there's there's a sense of comfort in that moment after I get over the shock. <laughs> so, right, right. All right. How can people, you know, what can people do to understand their dreams better? Well, I think the first thing is, as I was saying, to write them down, because there is a difference between, in general, saying, I dreamt I went to the store, and more specifically, dreaming I wasn't driving my car. Somebody else was driving me. We got to the store and when we got there, it was closed. I mean, that has a lot more detail to it. So writing the dreams down can help to capture the detail. And then I think an important first step is to share the dream. Ideally, if you can share it with someone who has some knowledge, that's helpful. But even just sharing it with anybody so that you can hear the dream is helpful. And then there are a lot of methods. I'm actually teaching a class right now, teaching people a few methods of 
dialoguing with a dream character, even dialoguing with an object. So if you think about the purpose of a thing in your waking life, uh, for example, a car, the purpose of a car is to get us from point A to point B. So when I have a dream of a car, I think about, okay, for me as not a physical being, but a spiritual being, a soul, a mental being, what is the vehicle that gets me from point A to B? It's my physical body. That's how I move around in the world. So when I have a dream of car problems, like I'm running out of gas or I have a flat tire, I interpret that as a health dream. And it's so interesting to me because on a number of occasions, I didn't think I was sick. I thought I was fine. And I'd wake up with a dream of having a flat tire. And, you know, I checked my car. I didn't have a flat tire. So that's how I knew it was symbolic. And usually if I, if I pay attention to the dream and say, you know what, I think this means that I'm uh, having a hard time getting going and take some vitamin C and maybe get a little bit extra sleep, then I don't end up getting sick. So learning the symbols in the dream is a great way to understand dreams. When you introduced me, you said I'm a certified dreamologist. I actually have two certifications in working with people with dreams. So that's one of the things that I do in my practice is I do dream work with people to help them understand their dreams, the symbols in them, and how that applies to their waking life. Okay. So you talked a little bit about symbolism and health in dreams in addition to many other wonderful points there. I I guess this is a great point to pull forward to that question about these vivid dreams that people are experiencing during the pandemic. Why, why is that happening? What's going on that's causing people, people to have, and it was fascinating to me. It was not just one client, not two, it was every single person that I Mm -hmm. talked to would bring that up. And it's not a typical topic of conversation um, in health coaching sessions. So it was just very interesting to see that trend. Um, So yeah, what's going on right now? So that's a great question. And I think there are several factors at play. One is a lot of people have different sleep schedules than they're used to. So they might be working from home, they might be unemployed, they're not waking up to an alarm anymore. And it's much easier to remember dreams if you can wake up naturally when your body is ready to wake up instead of being jolted awake by an alarm because you have to get up because you have to get into the office. So that's one factor there. Another factor is that when people are physically apart from each other, physically distant, there's an urge to connect with people. And the reality is we are connected, even when our bodies are in different places, our minds and our souls and our spirits are connected, and dreams are an excellent way to experience that connection. So um, I had a dream, for example, I live by myself, and not hugging anybody for this long a period of time has been my biggest challenge. I've never gone this long in my life without hugging someone, and I had a dream one night that Um, someone who I know um, was about getting ready to give a talk and we saw each other in the dream. We kind of hesitated because we knew we weren't really supposed to touch, but we did it anyway. We hugged and it was this really warm, 
very connected hug. And then all of a sudden I realized I was dreaming. And in the dream, I thought, wow, this is how I can have hugs. And it was just so wonderful. It felt great. It was very nourishing. That was one of those dreams that felt really real, not just symbolic. So that's one element. I think everybody has this urge to be connected. And I think another thing that's happening is that people are very emotional and sometimes experiencing emotions they're not used to. They might be um, afraid. They might be sad. It might be if they're especially empathetic that they're absorbing other people's emotions. And because the dreams are coming from the subconscious mind, that's also where the emotions are. So there's a much more intense experience of emotion. And I think that it's important for people to talk about their emotions, to express them in some way. But if they feel like they're not supposed to, you know, if they're not supposed to show people they're afraid or they're not supposed to cry in front of their kids or whatever it is, if they're suppressing emotions, then they're more likely to uh, be expressed in, in the dreams. That that resonates. That makes an absolute ton of sense. You know, out of curiosity, another thought that comes to mind based on your, your prior explanation of symbolism and, and what might be going on with precognitive dreams and things like that, I wonder... Um, you know, there's so much uncertainty right now. And I'm sure that's just driving all of our, our subconsciouses a little bit crazy um, in terms of trying to project what's going to happen in the future, right? And I think really conscious and subconscious mind, it's just, it's on all of our minds on many levels right now. You know, what is the world going to look like? What is my work going to look like? What, you know, when will we return to normal? What will normal be? Um, you know, how, how likely is it that people are, are maybe trying to work all of that out in their sleep and seeing multiple possible timelines unfold subconsciously? I think that's a very good point. I think for some people, that is what's happening in dreams. And one thing that I think can be really helpful is before going to sleep, to ask your dreams questions and I think people can play around with the question to find out what works best for them. But one question I like to ask is, I wonder what I need to learn in this situation or um, asking my dreams to please show me what's most important for me to focus on right now, because there are so many different things we could be paying attention to. And then listen to whatever knowledge the dream gives. I think that's that's absolutely great insight. You know, we're getting really close on time. I've got about two and a half minutes left. I want to ask you real quickly, though, uh, what's what's a dream that you've had during the pandemic that might have been helpful to you? Well, the one that I um, reported about the hugs, that one was fantastic. I had another dream that I was, it wasn't even an action. It was more an image of a board, kind of like a Monopoly board that had these squares for people to go around And each square, you could lift something up that looks sort of like a surgical mask, and lifting it up was making a choice. And the thought came to me in the dream that God's choices always supersede human choices. That's that. Now, that is a powerful insight. Mm Mm-hmm. Dr. Laurel Clark, I just so appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much. How can people reach out to you or follow you online? They can email me at laurel at laurelclark.com. 
go to my Facebook page, which is Laurel Fuller Clark, or they can call me at 859-230-4146. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate all of your insight and knowledge. Thanks for having me, Amanda. I hope you and your family and everyone stays well. Blessings, likewise. This is Amanda LaPlante. Thank you for listening to Get Real to Heal on KWRH 92.9 FM. I feel so blessed to interview so many amazing experts on this show, but these aren't the only experts that I talk with each week. As someone who has been on a health journey to overcome multiple, multiple challenges, I believe that I and you are the ultimate experts when it comes to our body and life. And as a certified integrative health coach, I empower my clients to achieve their goals related to health and wellness in all of its aspects by helping them to dig deeper. I look at the whole person and I help them create sustainable change. And if that resonates with you, let's connect. Here's my number. It's 314-583-6749. Or you can contact me at amandalaplant.com. You can also follow me on social media at Get Real to Heal for helpful tips, resources, and encouragement on your health journey. And for this and other episodes of Get Real to Heal, visit soundcloud.com slash get real to heal or look us up wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Go make it a great day.